The following podcast may contain mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, everybody. What is going on? This is Glenn, and welcome to the Glenn Thinks Up Podcast, episode 50. It's my 50th episode today, and that might not be like a big deal to you, but that's kind of a milestone for me. 50 ep- I've sat 50 times and just said, I don't even remember everything that I've said. I'm sure some of it I wish that I could take back, but I cannot. I just say what I think about. So I didn't really think of anything to say today, but I just want to say thank you up front, up front to all of the people that have kind of been with me from the beginning. And I know that I know that a great deal of people tried, but just couldn't hang with me. (laughs) And I don't blame them to each their own. But I just want to thank all my listeners and all the other podcasters that have supported me and shown love um, on my little journey. And I hope to podcast for, you know, a while to come, as long as it's fun and as long as I can make people um, have a little break from their life and just listen to my nonsense for a while. I'll keep doing this. But thank you. Thank you all. And I would make this intro longer, but I really have to go TT. <laughs> That is a word that came back onto my radar from my childhood lately, is TT. And I think TT is a funny word. TT is just great. Because, like, I heard this word not long ago, and I was like, man, TT, I used to say TT. I was brought up to say TT when I was young. It wasn't, we didn't get to say in our house, it wasn't like I need to pee or I need to go pee-pee when I was younger. It was, do you need to TT, Glenn? And I just heard that word recently, and I was like, man, that word's great. I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to start saying it again. You know, as a grown man, I'm going to start saying when I need to go to the bathroom, I'll just say, I need to go TT. <laughs> I don't know why my parents did that. Maybe, I'm. well, I'll take that back. I have a theory that actually came to me today while I was at work. I thought... You know, why in the world would my parents, you know, teach me to say I have to go TT because they knew that I would get older and there's no like if you're hanging out with your with your boys and everybody's like, all right, man, we're going to go, you know, we're, we're about to roll out. And and people are like, man, I got to take a leak or I've got to use the John or, you know, I've got to pee, you know, and I was like, I need to go TT, guys. I need to go TT. Like, maybe just the bullying that would happen to me, you know, after I said that, maybe that would, like, kind of prepare me for the world being a cold place. I don't know if that was their mindset or what, because none of my friends said TT when I was young. But I have decided in 2019, you know, I I always believe, I believe in New Year's resolutions. You know, I believe that if there's something that you need to do or that you want to do, I should say, if there's something that you want to do, you shouldn't wait till New Year's to do it, you know, but at New Year's, everybody says all these crazy resolutions, you know, and which I think is good. I support that, whatever. But I think that for myself, they need to be attainable. So my New Year's resolution going into 2019 
is I'm going to start saying TT again, just, just, just because it makes me laugh. I drank too much water and now I need to go TT. I actually tried it out today on a guy that I work with. I was at work and I was like, man, I'll be right back. I have to go TT. And so, I mean, I'm starting early. It's not New Year's yet. It's the end of November, but you know, I'm bringing it back. And that's how I'm starting. <laughs> Man, this is how I'm starting my 50th episode. By telling you that I have to go TT. What's up, everybody? I'm glad that you're here. Thank you for checking this out today. It's almost Christmas. It is almost Christmas time. We're in the season of Christmas. For those of you who celebrate Christmas, for those of you who do not celebrate Christmas, uh, I don't hate on you. You know, whatever you want to celebrate or not celebrate, it really doesn't affect me. But a lot of people do celebrate Christmas and the birth of the Santa and the things with the elves and the shepherds and the wise men in the sky singing jingle bells. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. But anyway, everybody's putting up their Christmas trees, right? And I grew up with a fake tree. I grew up with a fake tree, and I started getting a real one uh, about, I don't know how many years ago, like some years ago, some years ago. You know, to be specific, some years ago, I started to get a real tree. (laughs) And I can't go back to a fake one because I like the real one. And I really don't know why... I like the real one more than the fake one. And I was thinking about this week, um, maybe it's because it appeals to more of my senses, you know, than the fake one. You know, a fake one, uh, like it appeals to you visually, I guess. The senses, it it appeals to you visually. But, you know, a, a... did I say a fake one? Yeah, a fake one appears to you, or appeals to you visually. Man, man, I should start over. <laughs> but anyway, and like uh, a real tree, you know, it appeals to you know your the touch. It appeals to smell. It appeals to your sight. It appeals to more of your senses. And I was thinking, is that the reason people like them more? You know, once they start getting them. And then I was like, well, I don't know, and who cares, because I, <laughs> because I like it more. And so, you know, that's something that I thought about, but that's not really, I don't know. I don't know. For what it's worth, I thought about that. <laughs> but anyway, I love Christmas time. If you've listened to my podcast before, even probably, I think, back in the summertime, I talked about Christmas, and I just like the season. I just do. I think that I think that there's kind of a sense of wonder and kind of like some innocence around Christmas, and maybe that's why I like it. You know, I was trying i've I've liked it ever since I was a kid, and I like it especially now that I'm a dad, you know, and I don't know what it is exactly. But I was thinking about this week. I was trying to figure out why um, I like it so much. And um, one of the things that I thought about is that, you know, you get to give stuff to people and just um, seeing the excitement, especially with kids, seeing the excitement, 
you know, Christmas time is cool. And I was thinking about just in general, people seem to be a little more open hearted or open walleted or whatever you want to call it, like generous at Christmas time. Right. And I was like, people are more generous at Christmas time. But then I started to watch Black Friday videos on YouTube. Right. And watching all the fights and everything that's happening. And it kind of got me thinking about like this greed, like there's this greed that kind of goes hand in hand with the giving spirit that people have or that some people have. I can't generalize that everybody in the world has. I shouldn't generalize at all. But there's this greed that kind of goes. I've never thought about it before and I've never I've never uh, just put two and two together in my head. You know, I've seen Black Friday fights um, and I've seen the greed around Christmas time. But I guess that I was always like the glasses half full kind of guy. And I paid attention more to like the giving spirit. And I'm like, oh, that's special. But there's this weird greed that goes hand in hand with the giving. And it's just kind of weird to think about because... It's like, I want to give and I will fight you because you want to give. But I, my giving is more important than your giving. And that's just kind of funny to think about, you know. And you might be like, well, Glenn, a lot of people go out on Black Fridays. Uh, I'm just, you know, there's nobody here, so I just got to pretend that I'm you right now. <laughs> Glenn, a lot of people go out on Black Fridays to get to stuff for themselves, right? And I know that, but... In some of these videos, people are fighting over toys, you know? So I know that it's a gift, and I know it's something that they want to give, and it's just that's just odd to me. That's just odd to me, because if you have, like, a giving heart, and you're like, I want to give this thing to somebody, and I will fight you because you want to give, too. It's kind of weird how, how, how the two extremes can be inside of you. You know what I mean? Like those two, those are polar opposite things like greed and then giving and being generous. But I think that it's kind of funny that, or it kind of made me chuckle when I was like, both of those things exist in some people. Maybe they exist in all of us. Maybe they do. They do. I'm more laid back and, and I'm not, I don't know, the whole crowd mentality and the like i don't know i try to set reasonable expectations if a store's like we have two of them i'm not even gonna show up you know and i'm not gonna fight you i'll just pay the extra money but it's just weird because what other two is that an emotion i guess that's not emotion i guess it's kind of a character trait what two character traits manifest at the same time that are the opposites, you know? And I just thought that that was kind of a kind of an interesting thing to think about. And I thought about that a little bit. I'm not going to keep going with it because there's not much more there for me to say. So, is Stevie Wonder really blind? Do you think that he is? <laughs> Do you think that he is? I know that I've gotten a lot better at transitions. Thank you for sticking with me and getting through all the times when I was not good at trans, like transfusions at transitions. <laughs> and for all the times that I can think of the right word, thank you for sticking with me because I'm perfect at podcasting. <laughs> but do you think Stevie Wonder is blind? 
This is a conspiracy theory that I never heard about until this week past. I came across this conspiracy theory. I was reading about different conspiracy theories just because that kind of stuff, I don't know, it, it is good for my imagination. I like to read about conspiracy theories and I like to talk to people about conspiracy theories. So a conspiracy theory is that Stevie Wonder is not really blind. And I never heard this before. And I was like, what's up with that, right? And then, so, I started digging a little bit. A little mild digging. A little scratch of the surface. And I watched a video where he was playing at some concert with a bunch of other um, musicians. And I think it was like a Paul McCartney gig because Paul McCartney was there. And if Paul McCartney's there, it's kind of a Paul McCartney gig, you know, because he was one of the Beatles. And um, and they were all singing on stage, and Stevie Wonder was up on stage, and somebody walked by. It might have been McCartney. I don't know. But somebody knocked a mic on a mic stand over while the music was going, right? And Stevie Wonder caught the mic that got knocked over. He caught it. And you could say, well, he heard it. Well, all that music was going on. He caught the mic stand, people. And so I was like, what? Whoa, dude. And there's all these pictures of him wearing a watch, right? And the watch might be, I mean, it might be just bling. You know what I mean? It might just be bling bling is all that might be. So I didn't put a lot of stock into that. But the mic stand thing was weird to me, right? And then there's other pictures where he's sitting courtside at NBA games. Courtside. He's sitting courtside at NBA games, right? What's up with that? And I'm not saying this like to a gosh, man, I shouldn't even I shouldn't even go here because blind people probably listen to podcasts. You know, if anything, I should say something about, well, is this guy really deaf or is he just vaguing it, right? <laughs> because that's, oh, this is terrible. Why is this a train wreck every time I try to do it lately? Anyway, I just was like, why are you sitting courtside at NBA games, dude? You know, and then I thought, well, you know, and there are some, there are some, there's a group of people that think that he's not really blind, you know, that he's just has been faking it. And I was like, well, what would be the perks of faking it? You know, what would be the perks of faking being blind? And then I thought about, well, you know, when an average person does something, Say I'm just driving my car and I'm driving by someone's yard and I see two people out in the front yard playing catch, you know. And I don't, I mean, I wouldn't think twice about it. I wouldn't look twice if I saw somebody, you know, throwing a baseball or throwing a football back and forth with somebody. I would just keep, keep going, you know what I mean? But if I drove by and I saw Stevie Wonder playing catch, you know, I'd run off the road and I'd be like, whoa, that's so amazing. <laughs> you know, and I just thought about that. I was like, I wonder if, I wonder if, you know, he, they were like, dude, you're such a good musician, you know. And if he tried it and he could see if they were like, oh, we'll pass, <laughs> you know. But they have a blind guy that can play this good music. 
But that's a horrible thing to say. But I was just thinking, why? What? I mean, what's the perks? What? Why? Why would he even do that? And that's the only explanation that I could come up with. That's the only thing. Yeah, because there would be no other perks except to have people do stuff for you. You know what I mean? But that's kind of a, I don't know. You got to be committed to that. That's got to be like, if you're like, I'm going to fake being blind for my whole career and the rest of my life and rely on everybody for everybody thing. That would get old after a while. You know, do I think that he's blind? Yeah, I think that I do. I don't want to be skeptical, but I think that the pros, like... I think that the cons with that would outweigh the pros. You know what I mean? I just don't think that, I don't know. I wouldn't want that gig. And I don't think, I don't know anybody that would. You know? So, he might be able to see. He might have twenty twenty, But, you know, that's not for me to judge. And I don't want to offend any blind people. If any blind people are listening to Glenn Thinks the Podcast right now, I'm not anti-blind. You know what I mean? This is not some... I don't know. It's just a weird conspiracy that I came across that I thought that I would talk about today. But it sounds like, I don't know. It sounds like I'm kind of judgy toward blind people. But I'm not. He's a talented musician, okay? He's so good. (laughs) Oh, but I'll let you decide. It's something that you should definitely look up because it's kind of neat. It's kind of a, he's kind of neato. It's kind of cool to, uh, to see somebody that's blind catch a mic stand, you know? And it's, it is odd that he wears watches and goes to NBA games. That is odd. But I'll leave it up to you. You decide. But before I go any farther in this podcast today, I thought, okay, episode 50 is coming up. What can I do that is special for episode 50? And, like, I've tried different segments, like little segments in the past, and some of them I did one time. And I was just like, yeah, I'm never doing that again because I didn't enjoy it. And uh, probably no one else did. (laughs) But I've done other segments that I do enjoy, like Storytime with Glenn. I've done that a couple times. But I wanted to try a new segment today. And uh, I, I just thought, what could I do? And I was like, well, I don't have any ads to read. So why don't I write a fake ad and read it on my podcast? And, you know, it made me laugh while I was writing it. Because uh, because it just did. And I like to have fun and laugh. And so this might be terrible. And I might never do it again. But I don't know. But um, this segment is called This Podcast is Sponsored By. Okay. So this podcast is brought to you today by the Helen Keller Mirror Company. Are you a passive person? Do you have a special someone who is vain? Does this person spend countless hours in front of the mirror? Have you been late to functions, waiting on your selfish loved one to finish getting ready? Are you drawn a blank as to what to get this garbage person for Christmas? If you answered yes to every one of these questions, the Helen Keller Mirror Company has the perfect gift for you to give this holiday season. For only three easy installments of $18.34, you'll receive your handcrafted, authentic Helen Keller Mirror. Every mirror is crafted from the highest quality plywood and reflects absolutely nothing. (laughs) Perfect for that pesky person in your life. If you act now, the Helen Keller Mirror Company will write 
it don't even matter onto your mirror with a sharpie at no extra cost to you don't wait supplies are limited order today let us drop the hints that you're afraid to this holiday season call now 1-800-THIS-IS-FAKE that's 1-800-THIS-IS-FAKE okay well we (laughs) we got through that but anyway before i go on any farther in my podcast today I actually wanted to do a little segment at the end of my podcast and talk about a serial killer lady, um, an angel of death, um, named Jolly Jane Toppin, right? And I was just reading about different serial killers, and if you've listened to my podcast in the past, you know that I've talked about people like H.H. Holmes, Lavinia Fisher, uh, who else, Bell Gunnis. I think I did one or two more, but you know that I don't put a lot of research into these stories, um, and that is not. This is not a true crime podcast at all. I just find serial killers from the early 1900s, late 1800s, like that time period. I just find that fascinating because a lot of the details are sketched. And so it kind of leaves a lot up to your imagination. I mean, some sources are like, they kill five people, but maybe up to 500. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. That is just, it it leaves a lot for my imagination. And it happened so long ago that it almost doesn't sound real. And it's more like a story. You know, with all these gruesome images and court documents and interviews with, with true crime cases today... Like, uh, it's just, it kind of gets kind of depressing sometimes because you're just like, whoa, man. You know, and my podcast, what I do on my podcast is more like, I like to kind of tell the story and say, I heard this and this is kind of interesting. And it's not to be disrespectful because all these true crime podcasts really put in a lot of time and effort and research and hours of research into this stuff and I don't (laughs) I'm like the little kid brother that comes to the true crime pool and dips my toe in I have my floaties on my arm you know and everybody's like gosh you know do we really gotta watch our kid brother and then I get into the true crime pool and just go (laughs) tt I TT'd in the true crime pool. That's kind of what I do, you know? But I really, I got a lot of love. And, I'm man, it's like this true crime community has kind of adopted me, you know? Like Jolly Jane Toppin was adopted. But I'll talk about her. But anyway, there's people like Conspired, like uh, Gerald and Natalie over at Conspired. And they've supported my podcast since pretty much I came across them on Twitter. And uh, me and Gerald our friends and those guys or Gerald and Allie they really put in the time when it comes to their podcast if you've not heard Conspired you need to listen to Conspired another podcast my girls Jen and Cam over at Our True Crime Podcast those are my homegirls they just are they're good people they're good people I've never met them but they're awesome people and I love Cam Cam is crazy like I am and and so that's another one where they put in so much research. I was actually listening to them earlier today. Well, every once in a while, I just like to talk about 15 or 20 minutes. I'll talk about 
something from around that time period way back in Cracker Barrel times um, I'll talk about a serial killer from back then just because it's kind of fascinating to me and it's kind of I don't know it's kind of creepy and I just like reading about it so I like talking to you about it so I was googling I like to I kind of like to talk about people I've never heard of before so I googled you know old serial killers you know and this lady named Jolly Jane Toppin came up in the search results and I was like I've never heard of Jolly Jane Toppin before I'm gonna talk about her on my podcast (laughs) you know I'm gonna do minimal research and see what her deal is but her name says Jolly so that's kind of Jolly like Santa Claus this is the time of year Jolly you know Jolly Jane Toppin that's festive and so I tweeted something about it right and then this true crime podcast that I follow um ignorance was bliss right tweeted back at me that their latest episode kate is the lady at uh ignorance was bliss their latest episode was jolly jane toppin and i was like what that's just kind of weird because it was like a random google search and i randomly was like i'm gonna talk about jolly jane toppin and so I decided that I'd watched like a short documentary and I'd read a lot about Jolly Jane. And so I was like, well, I definitely have to listen to Kate before <laughs> before I talk because I have to listen to somebody that knows what they're talking about before I just butcher it all up. So this is what I'm saying. I'm saying, and she was cool about it. She, I was like, I want to talk about her. And, um, and so I was like, send me your promo and I'll put it on my 50th episode because it was just it was like the stars aligned I was like I'm supposed to play ignorance was bliss and I've I've been meaning to check out this podcast but um it's been on my list but this just gave me an excuse to go ahead and dive in and I love Kate Kate is awesome Kate is thoughtful Kate is funny I like true crime I don't like true crime podcasters that are just so serious you know you gotta have a sense of humor when you talk about this stuff because it's so heavy and kate has this and this is somebody that i subscribe to today and i'm gonna keep listening to her because she is awesome and i mean if you really want to know the real deal with jolly jane Toppin, you can go over to ignorance was bliss and listen to i mean listen to the real deal um she did a crossover with Good Nightmare Podcast. I've not heard that one yet. And that was on Jolly Jane Toppin. And then her podcast, Ignorance Was Bliss, was the one that I listened to today. And that you should listen to probably after you listen to this or before. You can pause it. That's cool. Because it's somebody that actually knows what they're talking about. Kate's awesome. Kate, thank you for sending me your promo. Shout out to Kate. Check it out. Everybody has a story, and not all of those stories are clear black and white issues, even when we think they are. We wonder, how did this happen? Or what is that like? Or what happens next? Are you sure you really want to know? This is Ignorance Was Bliss at IWB Podcast. 
Alright, so that's Kate. You should definitely check her out. If you want the facts about Jolly Jane Toppin, that is the go-to podcast. You know, if I whet your appetite a little bit, that's cool. I'm just telling a story according to the minimal research that I did, just because I think that it's interesting and fascinating. But I'm not a true crime podcaster. I'm a think stuff podcaster. And that is a different thing than the true crime podcasters because they actually have the knowledge and the facts to back up what they say. So anyway, let me just tell you about this creepy broad named Jolly Jane Toppin, right? She was born in 1857 and her name was Honora Kelly, right? She was born into the Kelly family. And... Her mother died when she was really, really young, right, of tuberculosis. And her name was Bridget Kelly. Her father's name was Peter Kelly. And um, and Honora had a little sister also. Well, after the, after the mother died, um, the dad was kind of unbalanced, an unbalanced person. And he drank a lot and was abusive and just had, he was all over the place, you know. He wasn't very stable at all, especially, um, he was in no condition to raise two young daughters. And so, I read something that said that he went to an asylum for children and begged them to take his daughters. But then I also read something conflicting that said his daughters were taken from him, um and put in this asylum. I'm not really sure. It didn't really matter, so I'm not gonna... I didn't dig any deeper on that. But anyway, these two kids ended up in this asylum, right? Well, um... Honora, actually, she never got formally adopted, but she kind of got adopted into this Toppin family. The Toppin family in Boston, I believe it is. And, um she was just really treated badly. They changed her name to Jane Toppin, I guess, because they were so, they were so, I I know the mother was ashamed of, um, Honora's Irish heritage, and I don't see what's wrong with being Irish, because I have a little Irish in me, and it's not so bad. I don't think it's that bad, but I guess back then it was kind of people might have been prejudiced toward Irish people for whatever reason. I mean, they got good cereal. They got Lucky Charms and stuff, you know, so how bad can they be? Or is that Scottish? That's Irish, right? That should be Irish. I think that's Irish. Lucky Charms are Irish, right? (laughs) But anyway, so she was treated badly. Um, Her name was changed to Jane Toppin and she was made to work like a like a servant in this house right she was treated like a servant when she was a child and that's just kind of messed up and you can't say well you know that would make anybody want to become a serial killer and go shoot all or kill all kinds of people i don't really know about that would definitely create something that you would need therapy for would create some kind of dysfunction you know for you when you got older but um so she was treated as a servant. I also read that she did really well in grade school. Jane thrived academically in grade grade school, which I thought was, you know, kind of, you know, interesting. Like maybe she's trying to make up for something in her life, you know, or show that she's of value, you know, or prove to herself maybe even by doing this, you know, because she, she was a bright kid, but she was known to tell 
tell tales, stress the truth, embellish, tell stories. But uh, so she was known for that, right? So she worked um, for the Toppin family. And uh, oh, just something else crazy about her dad is there's a legend that he worked as a tailor and sewed his eyelids shut while he was working as a tailor. And I've read a couple places I read that. And then it said that that might be just a legend about him. But if that's a legend about you, then you were kind of wild, you know, like for that to even be something that somebody made up, you had to be a pretty wild dude, you know? So I'm just going to say that's true in my opinion, because it's like crazy to believe and think about. Anyway, when she turned 18, um, they gave her 50 bucks. The Toppin family gave her 50 bucks and said, you're relieved of your duties, which is kind of jacked up because it's like, well, now you're finally a grown up. So we'll relieve you of your duties now that you're a grown up. You know, like you, it's cool treating you like a slave or a servant when you're a kid. But here's 50 bucks now that you're 18 and you're relieved. But she decided to stay on. You know, and actually the mother of the Toppin family died and the daughter Elizabeth took over. And she was like way kind of a person to Jane. And uh, so, you know, that was a better environment for Jane at that time. In 1885, Jane Toppin began training to be a nurse at Cambridge Hospital. Right. And she did well. She did well there as a student again academically in an academic environment this lady's pretty bright you know and so um something that she started to do when she was there is she started to experiment on patients with morphine and atropine um and she would like prescribe them doses and see what it did to their like their nervous systems and it said that she would spend a lot of time with, with these patients and she'd make up, like, if, if she liked a patient, she would make fake charts and she would, like, give them drugs to maybe push them towards death and then nurse them back down, like, keep them there longer, is what I read, which is crazy. Well, this is when people began to die, right? And... There's some weird, like, I don't know if it's like a sexual thrill. I guess some people believe it was a sexual thrill for her. But there's no records of her, like, committing sexual acts with these um, patients that she worked with. But um, there is, there are accounts where she would prescribe them, like, these these concoctions of, of drugs... And she would get into bed with them and hold them, like, as they died, right? And, um, and so that's just kind of weird, man. <laughs> that's just kind of, like, odd, you know, that she would do that. Um, there was one account by a lady, um, where she got into bed with the lady and was kissing her all over the face and someone walked in and startled her and Jane jumped out of the bed and left the room but that's neither that's just like I don't know if that's really if that really happened or if that's just like an urban legend 
you know and that's what's kind of crazy about these old cases and the stuff that i like because it's just like whoa you know what what really happened so there's kind of a mystery surrounding them maybe that's it i'm just trying to figure out in my head right now why i like these kinds of stories the older ones maybe that's it i don't even know man i don't even know well, she she actually got recommended to work at Massachusetts General Hospital in 1889, and she she claimed more victims there, and uh, was fired, and um, she began a she began a career after that and was a private nurse, and she did really well. And I guess Jolly Jane, I guess Jolly Jane was likable. You know, Jolly Jane was a likable person. And so she would get recommended by doctors and different people as a private nurse. And um, in, let's see, that was in 1889. Um, in, 18, in 1899, actually, she killed her foster sister, the one that was cool with her. The one that treated her good, Elizabeth Toppin, with uh, with strychnine, right? So in 1901, Jane moved in with Alden Davis and his family. And she was a private nurse, so she moved in to care for him after the death of his wife. Well, well um, she actually, within a couple weeks, she killed Davis, the guy, Alden Davis, and two of his daughters, Right? And then the gig is up after that. After that happens, the gig is up. And I guess they weren't as fast to do an autopsy back then. I mean, that's just what I'm assuming. You don't have to come out of the woodwork, people that really know truth and correct me. Because because, because you're like, what an idiot. He just assumes. Well, man, it's back then. They just, they just didn't do everything as thoroughly as it is done today. I think they more, I think back then they gave people the benefit of the doubt, right? So he moved in with this this old man and his daughters and killed everybody and moved. Well, this guy Alden Davis had surviving members. There were members of his family, surviving members of the Davis family, and they said, yo, you ain't doing it, so we're going to ask for it. You know, we want a toxicology report. You know, we want to know what happened because out the blue that ain't sketchy to y'all you know they were probably to the police they were like dude are you serious everyone died right after she moved in that's not sketch so they said yo run a toxicology report that's what that's a quote in those exact words they said that they said yo check it out (laughs) no they didn't that's not true at all so anyway but they did Right, and um, on October 26, 1901, Jane, Jolly Jane Toppin was arrested for murder, right? By 1902, she had said, I've, I've killed 31 people, yeah? That's what she did. She confessed to 31 murders. Um, on June 23rd of that year, she was found not guilty by reason of insanity, and she was committed for life to the Taunton Insane Hospital, the Hospital for the Insane. And I'm kind of thinking that the lawyer, her lawyer was a friend of hers, and I think he probably was like, this is what you need to go for because that way 
death will be off the table, like the death penalty will be off the table for you. So we'll just make this happen, you know. And to to do all the stuff that Jane, that Jolly Jane Toppin did, I mean, you can't be uh, you can't be a balanced individual, you know. So I'm she did definitely did have some mental issues. You know, so she did, um, she didn't end up in a nut house. Or I shouldn't say nut house. That's terrible. Uh, that's not how you do it. My, I had a relative who worked in a insane asylum and yeah, I'm just not even, man, I just need to stop talking right now. She went to an insane asylum and there she lived out her years. Um, there was a period where she would not eat the food because she said that it was, uh, poisoned, which, you know, that's kind of funny. But, uh, but I read that when she got older, she really didn't bother anybody. And she just, I mean, she lived out her years in the insane asylum. And, um, that I really did not do that story justice. And there's a lot of details that I left out. But I just kind of wanted to give you the appetizer for it. And you should totally look this lady up and read about her and watch some documentaries about her. Because she's really a fascinating lady. She really is. And I had never heard of her until this week. So you should definitely you should definitely check out Jolly Jane. And um, I just want to thank you guys. That's all I got for you today and I got through it (laughs) but that's all I have I want to thank you thank you thank you thank you for 50 episodes um I'm sorry for uh the audio issues and everything that I have worked out um getting to this point that I'm at now um I apologize to blind people that may have been offended today uh I'm sorry you're offended I've got mad love for you and nut house I should not have said nut house but I'll just go ahead and put that out there um, but I really appreciate all the support and I'm really having a lot of fun this is a lot of fun to me and I, I really enjoy it and I hope that that I can do this um, for for as long as I you know for as long as I enjoy doing this um, if you want to hear me talk about something specifically you can shoot me an email, glennthinkstuff at yahoo.com, and I'll totally talk about, think about and talk about anything that you have for me to, that you would just like to hear me rant about. Um, What else should I say at this point of the podcast? Oh, in lieu of any financial, me asking you for any financial support um, for this podcast, there is a little girl named Lily Douglas uh, that I have been... Uh, promoting her GoFundMe page. Lily is a cool, cool, awesome little warrior that has cancer. And she actually had cancer before and it came back. And um and her parents took her to Spain recently to get a new kind of treatment that's supposed to be very effective. That's a alternative to chemotherapy. And um they're raising money because all of the stuff is really expensive and so I'm not pressuring anybody to give any money but all I'm doing is I'm saying you know it's Christmas time it's the holidays this is really a cool thing to support if you want to give money to something um it's a really worthy cause I can't imagine being a parent 
in her parents' situation. I can't imagine one of my kids going through this. I can't imagine being a kid and going through this. And she's just a brave girl. Um, you can actually um, email me and I'll send you her information or you can check out the notes of this podcast i'll put the link there you can google lily douglas and read about her um it's just something cool it's just something cool that i was like hey this would be cool to tell my listeners about because i support it and um it's just a it's a straight up worthy cause in a world of ripoffs so there's that Please leave me a review on iTunes if you would. It doesn't have to be good. It can be honest. <laughs> it doesn't have to be good. It can be honest. You'd be like, man, this guy just sat down and said TT and made fun of blind people. Um, it helps me get bumped up in search results on iTunes, and it just helps me out. If you, you just be honest, that's all I ask. Thank you to all of the people that have left me reviews. I've gotten some really, I've got some cool listeners, Jack. Let me tell you. I've got some really kind words and just some of those reviews have hit me at different days when I really kind of was just like, oh, a lot's going on, you know, and just a kind word goes a long way, you know, and it doesn't have to be in a review to me. You can be like, dude, you suck. But what you should do after you tell me that I suck is you should tell somebody give somebody else a kind word because that kind of stuff we could all use more of that and we could all do more of that and i'm on my soapbox right now talking about that but anyway thank you guys for listening a thousand times thank you i appreciate it and i'll see you next week